In a long line of inexcusable losses this season, put this one near the top. The West Virginia game was awful. The Texas game and the game plan going in was terrible. But this one tonight, out of the six losses that you've had this year, which that alone is tough enough to stomach, but that loss tonight when you're up 24-6, to when you need a fourth and seven stop at the end of the game, when your answer in overtime on a third and 11 is to call a quarterback draw to a quarterback that just got his bell rung, all of it tonight. I mean, it's, it's just it's so disappointing. It leaves you with just such a flat, disappointing feeling to end the regular season. OU loses tonight in overtime to Texas Tech in Lubbock. Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson, we got you for the next two hours. I'm live in Chickasha at Legends Pup House and Venue, which Legends is the only place that hasn't sucked tonight. It's the only thing that hasn't sucked. Legends has been awesome tonight. So many Sooner fans hanging out, all the, the great beers and, and food specials that they have. It's been awesome. I want to tell you more about Legends to put myself in a better mood. But first of all, Travis, you're 6-6 six and six now to end the regular season. You're up 24-6, to six, man. You had it, a golden opportunity to really run away with this game, and you weren't able to do it. Yeah, just the collapse was wild to me, Tyler. I mean, you, you there's three minutes and ten seconds left in the second half. You're up 24-6. And then, boom, it evaporates like like, like you, you spilled some gasoline on the ground. I mean, it's just gone, vapors. And uh, I don't know if this team just can't handle success um, or can't sustain anything past the original script. Uh, but, yeah, it's certainly maddening, certainly maddening. After a massive day, Tyler, from Marvin Mims, massive day. Yep. Really, from Theo Weiss, massive day from Eric Gray, massive day from Dylan Gabriel, six touchdowns what, 450 yards, something like that. I mean, it's it's tough to waste those type of performances, and it's tough to waste a gem of a season from Eric Gray. You guys hear us talk a lot about complimentary football, and I'm sure that you're tired of hearing it. I'm frankly tired of talking about this team's inability to play complimentary football. But you saw it again tonight, and this team just refuses refuses to help out the other side of the ball, and it's so maddening. Because for the two previous games, the defense was really good. And I was coming out and saying, hey, this defense is making strides, and they're looking a whole lot better. Watch out, here they go. And it was the offense that was the reason why, you know, this team had a close win last week and a loss at West Virginia. Well, the offense, for the most part, and I don't think the offense was perfect tonight, but the offense was certainly good enough to win the game tonight. And the defense played its worst game easily, since the Baylor game. Their inability to help out the other side of the football is completely maddening. Why this program, for two years now, maybe even longer than that, cannot find a way to to find a way to play complimentary football is maddening. I, I just, for the life of me, I don't understand it. But, hey, 405-329-9000, you guys know the drill. Hit us up. Uh, we want your phone calls. We'll be taking them all night long. I've actually got the text line pulled up in front of me right here as well from Legends Pub House and Venue in Chickasha, 405-651-3439. I know a lot of you are going to text in with your post-game thoughts as well, but let's get them out because there is so much frustration on this season, and now I think a lot of people have a lot of uncertainty with what's to come next with some of the game-time decisions that have come. And it, it's just, um, you know, Travis, you knew early on this year that it was going to be a tough year. But as you sit here facing a 6-6 six and six season, it's just it's the momentum that we talked about in the pregame. It's hard to find outside of recruiting if you close strong. 
it's hard to find a lot of, you know, momentum to see going into bowl season for this team. Yeah, it's hard to find it, uh, and and typically I've been very good about finding it and finding the optimism and whatnot. But you know, year two has to be an improvement. Um, you know, we've got to get ready for the SEC because it's not going to get any easier. Obviously, recruiting is good. The transfer portal is going to be very good to us um, from things I've heard in the last couple days. But the thing is, you know, there are guys in place today, like in position to make plays and just refused to. And I think that's what was the most maddening. I mean, you got you have guys completely whiffing on tackles. Seasoned veteran players completely whiffing. We're past the point with some of these guys. You don't have to be taught how to tackle anymore. If you're a fourth-year guy, fifth-year guy, you don't need to be taught how to tackle or how to take an angle. And uh, I think uh, a lot of Sooner fans are going to be very happy to flush this and uh, move on to bowl prep and on to next season. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I really needed some optimism and a real sign as to, you know, next year's going to be a lot better year. And again, man, you had that opportunity tonight. At least I thought. You're up 24-6. to you're rolling, man. This offense looks good. This defense is coming up with stops. They get a turnover on the first possession of the game. All right, here you go. 7-5 and five is not going to be a success. A win in Lubbock is not going to define success for this year. But here's for you a chance. Here's a chance for you for the first time, really all conference slate, to step on someone's neck in the conference year on a high note. Just run someone out of their own stadium. 24-6, to six, you have a great opportunity, all the momentum. And then you let up 17 unanswered right before the half. You go into halftime just up 24-23. And, of course, they come out with a quick touchdown of their own. And even with all of the crap that happened in the second quarter, which Texas Tech scored 23 points in the second quarter, even with all of that, all of the crap that happened tonight, you had a fourth and seven late in the game, up three points to win the football game. Fourth and seven, you get that stop, you get the ball back, you get a couple first downs, you win, and they can't get off the field. They, they, they can't get off the field on that fourth and seven. So it's, it's maddening and it's, it's upsetting for a lot of reasons, but it's just upsetting that it's a game-to-game thing. You know, a couple games you'll have the defense playing at a high level, and then tonight, when I thought the defense was going to play at a level that's good enough to win, it was bad. I mean, the defense reverted back to a lot of bad things, tackling like Travis just talked about. Defense wasn't good enough. Offense wasn't good enough. So now you're sitting at 6-6. Six and six, um, just, just looking for a lot of answers here, Travis. And I'll, um, I'll hit some of the text line here. Field goal was good. OU got screwed. I, I don't know what you saw, but a lot of us here from Legends thought it was good. Did, did, did they get that call wrong? Was the field goal actually good or was it wide right? Man, it, it, it looked really good. There were a couple times even the announcers said, whoa, that's uh, apparently they say it's wide right. Even I mean, a couple times the announcers were saying, well, I don't know how they pick up that pass interference flag or, oh, man, I can't believe they're not. I mean, it was getting a bit egregious. So, Tyler, I'm not shocked that, you know, a right over the goalpost or right inside the goalpost might not have been called accurately, but it, we shouldn't be in that position anyways. Yeah. BV can't leave it in the hands of the refs. BV needs a defensive coordinator that he trusts so he can focus on in-game decisions. 580, it's just so upsetting that TBOW is doing what he's doing in Southern Cal from a bad team last season. And yet we struggle to get 6-6 six and six when we know damn well we're not a 6-6 six and six team with the talent we have. 
This won't matter next season if we have a top recruiting class. We're doing the same crap as we did this year. Yeah, to make matters worse, you see USC move a game away from the college football playoff, and Caleb Williams maybe lock up the Heisman Trophy tonight. Tonight was um, it was worst-case scenario, Travis, blowing another lead, um, seeing USC win in the matter that they did. It just it's, 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 a tough, it's a tough Saturday, dude. Yeah, tough Saturday. Yeah, yeah, no doubt it is, but... Um, you know, watching a bit of the USC game, obviously, on the 55 TVs there at Legends. I'm sure you had it on. Yeah. Um, yes, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is just special, man. I mean, it, there was nothing play calling or defensively or anything that USC was doing other than just saying, hey, Caleb, you're the best player in the country. Go prove it. And Caleb did time and time again. And that shows you kind of people talk about the talent on this team, this Oklahoma team. Caleb was covering up a lot of things last year for us, too. And, you know, the reality is, Tyler, late in the game, we can't get off the field. And now this is Kansas State, West Virginia, Baylor, and now Texas Tech that have all just needed one last drive to cap us off. And we've not stopped a single one of them. Yep. That's 0-4 on games that came down to the last drive that some of them, all you needed was a stop. One stop, yeah. and you win the game. And couldn't get it done because we just don't have the depth. We're true freshmen right – it's a drop-off. True freshmen right after the starters. And so it's going to take a little bit of time to, you know, get the coffers back where we need them. If this was your first time to watch an OU football game tonight, first off, God bless you. I, I envy you. Um, but second off, it, all you had to do is watch two plays tonight to understand – what this game was like and what the season is like, you didn't have to watch the 12 regular season games or you didn't even have to watch the whole game tonight. You needed to watch two plays tonight to understand what this season and what this game is all about. Tech, we OU blocks a field goal tonight, and there's a timeout right before. What happens in the next play? Of course, Tech not only makes it, it goes right down the middle, and it's a tie football game. That's been the season right there, man. And, and, and there's been some inexcusable decisions that have had that have happened this year and some very frustrating things but god <laughs> the game tying field goal is blocked you blocked it and there was a timeout right before and of course the very next play they make the field goal travis that was the moment i just kind of put my heads in my hands and said i know exactly how this one's going to end because that in itself those two plays have mirrored the entire season yeah, to be fair, I, do, I don't think we block that field goal if that timeout's not called because <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that whistle was gone first. They didn't block. I mean, it, we'll never know, right? We'll, we'll never know. But it is. It's a microcosm of how the whole season's gone. You just kind of can't get out of your yeah. own way. And I'm not anti-ice the kicker. I mean, it's, you know, some people like it, some people don't. I, I really could care less. I don't think it has much of an effect at all. But that's just that's just how it goes, you know, if – if he makes that kick and BV, you know, called the timeout and then he misses the next, then, you know, it's a smart call. It's just hindsight's twenty twenty on a lot of that stuff. But it's Tyler, it's I can already tell what the uh, what the callers are gonna be saying. Oh god. They, well they are going I'm looking going at the text to, line. They are going to want and I'm not looking at that right now, but I they are going to want to fire Jeff Levy and blame yep. blame the defense giving up fifty one points on Jeff Levy 
and I would like to know what the highest number of points the defense could allow without shouldering the blame. Is it 60? Is it 100? How how many points can you – and I'm not saying Levy called a gem, but you should be it, able to win. It was a win. good enough offensive performance. Yeah, like – You should be able to win That's the point that you should be in a program. Points. 48 points. Like, let's – you should be able to win in a blowout with 48 points offensively. You should so, be able to win it with 48 points. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. Is this defense just completely immune from criticism? Is it, like I said, is it 100 points that they're allowed to give up before we stop blaming Jeff Levy for, you know, their shortcomings? And I get it. He didn't call a gem, and they were out on the field for a long time. Maybe we shouldn't have thrown so many deep touchdowns. I guess, I guess we're at that point uh, of, of our OU experience, but... I don't know. I'll, we we I, I think uh, we got some callers. We can uh, let let them tell us. Yeah. No. I I, I I'm going to give you a taste of the text line a little bit before we hit this first time out. Out coached too often this year. Brent Venable needs to look in the mirror and make hard decisions. Uh, Sooner CB says BV is a joke. This one from the <laughs> this one from the nine one eight. Out coached too often this year. Yeah. I just read that one. Fourth downs hurt. That's from the nine one eight. Uh, 405, the OU hurry-up offense forces OU's thin defense to defend too many plays, causing them to become fatigued. 405, pain. Going into next year, how many W's does BV need to keep keep his job and get a third year? That's from Cody. Look, Cody, I I understand the question. They just finished six, six and six, but it would have to be an epic disaster. I think for this administration. We're talking about this administration who's going to make that choice. It would have to be an epic 3-9 and nine and 4-8, and eight, maybe even 5-7 and seven for him to lose his job. So I don't, I don't think that we're going and talking about BV on the hot seat next year, but next year is a massive year. You have to show huge improvement because 6-6 six and six won't fly again. You roll off another 6-6, six and six, well, year three, the story's different. You will be going into year three uh, with, with, with a hot seat. 405-329-9000. I already know what the phone calls are going to be like, and that's fine. Let's let's vent. Let's air out our thoughts. Everyone's disappointed. Everyone's on the same page. This team is 6-6, six and six, and it's un- unacceptable. It's not good enough for what this program should be. So we got you until 1230 tonight, 405-329-9000. We'll get to your calls and texts. Coming up next, it is the ref. We are the homeless Sooner fans. It is the home creation Sooner game day wrap-up show. Live from Legends Pub House and Venue in Chigashe, where, hey, it, tonight, hanging out here, watching the game was awesome. The game wasn't awesome. It was stressful. Took another two years off my life. Uh, six losses this year, two years off my life for each loss that's encountered. Yeah, 12 years. OU football stolen 12 years of my life uh, so far this season. The most losses that you've had since 1998, as loyal listener Sean just pointed out. Yeah, I know. Doesn't sit well, does it? 405-651-3439 if you want to text us. I got the text line in front of me. It's popping off. We'll, we'll do our best to get to those tonight. But our first priority is the phone lines, and let's get to those now. 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. Derek from Alabama, lead us off. You're on the postgame show. What's up? What's up, fellas? Uh, been better, Derek. Yeah. Yeah, hate to see it, man. Uh you know, I just kind of had a feeling like that from when they made that run in the second quarter and scored all the money points. I just kind of had that feeling it was going to not be our way. But hate to see it with Mims going out like he did, man. What a game, what a game. I mean, catch of the year in my opinion. Um, 
Ibaka, like, and, and me, you even I, got I was, hey, Derek. You even got Theo Weiss to play well. If you well, if you yeah. told me before the game that hey, um, Marvin Mims is going to play really well. Eric Gray is going to run it really well. Theo Weiss is going to have maybe his best game of the year. I say, well, okay, OU wins, no problem. But that is a right. problem that you had those three. Dylan Gabriel played. That many offensive players play well. Their best games in a while, and you still lost, man. That shouldn't be the case. Shouldn't sh- you know, shouldn't be like, like that. Right. And I like I like Stutzman. He's a good guy and everything. But like, how many times did y'all notice how many times he got trucked and was laying on his back? Like, I don't understand. I, what, I saw it, how many it, times Derek that they couldn't contain the edge. That whether it was yeah. uh, Tyler Shuck or one of their running backs getting to the edge way too easily. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, I know nobody gives a damn, but do we know what bowl we're possibly looking at? <laughs> um, I would guess the Liberty Bowl, the Texas Bowl, um, that bowl game in Arizona where you got to play at a baseball park, or, God, <laughs> hopefully not the Armed Forces Bowl against, like, UNLV or something. I don't think that will happen, but probably the Liberty Bowl or the Texas Bowl would be my guess, or that – Guaranteed rate bowl in Arizona. Yeah, the logo is going to do a little bit of lifting for us uh, on this. They'll want a bigger uh, brand in. It will. They will. Well, I hope it's in Memphis so I can catch it. Trav, I, uh, I messaged you about it. I hope it's out east if we do go. I'd like to see our guys, even though it's been a bad year, man. Can't take the boomer sooner out of me. We're going to be all right. Yeah, man. Y'all have a good oh, one, yeah. man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it, Derek. All right. Back to the phone lines we go. We got an open line. Hop in. 405-329-9000. Chris from Louisiana. You're on the postgame show. What's up, Chris? Man, look. I'm tired of the stag. I mean, why we have so much stagnancy in that game? I mean, you get up on these dudes 24 to 6. And it's just, I mean, it's just the play calling just, just falls right off. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't understand it. You know, I agree with you somewhat, Tyler, as far as the uh, defense not helping up the offense. But, hell, the offense ain't been helping out nobody the past couple of games. I mean, you know, there's plans <laughs> to go all the way across. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it goes both ways. But, but my question is, yeah. now I see the reason why Caleb Kelly didn't want to come. And this is this is not the same thing against him or his family. He said something or his dad said something about developing quarterbacks. Dylan Gabriel ain't been uh, hasn't been developed. I keep saying this. This is the same thing I keep saying. I, I something was mentioned about last week about this guy not winning any game. He hasn't won a game yet. Has not won a game yet. You, you know what? Brent Venables is a good coach. I think he's going to be here. But at some point, we need to sit down and have a talk with your defensive coordinator and your offensive coordinator because this is this is unacceptable. This really is. This is it terrible. is unacceptable. I mean, yeah. because I'm no, I mean, f- first year staff turnover or not, Chris, you're right. The, a six and six season is is unacceptable. So, Travis, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts from uh, Chris's phone call here, but y- I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we talked about it a little bit, uh, kind of in the preamble, if you will. Um, you know, this this team is zero and four when. The defense is put on the field with a chance to either win the game late or at least, you know, extend the game, if you will. And now we've seen it time and time again. You saw it with West Virginia, drive down, kick the easy field goal. 
Uh, you saw it that last drive today with Tech. You just knew what was going to happen. You knew they were going to drive right down the field uh, and, and and tie it up. You know, like you just know it. And I think that's part of the issue is you. We're, it feels like we're just one drive away the whole time, and and we've got to fix. We've just got to fix those things. Or, yeah, you're right. You, there's a lot. There's a lot of criticism to go around, but you we've got to have some hard conversations. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just crazy to me. It's just, even back to the Oklahoma State game, even farther. I mean, the defense does their job, do what they need to do, get get us in position. But again, the offense can't deliver. The offense can't deliver. And again, if we keep being stagnant at these points in the game, it's just ridiculous. And then the defense keeps going out there, keep getting keep worn down, they can't make stops. But this game was terrible because they didn't even try to tackle anybody. I'm like, I do, what the hell, man? Yeah. I do What's think uh, I, I do think uh, you know, you bring up a good point, keep putting the defense back out there. A a shootout with basically a hundred combined points is about the worst thing possible for our defensive depth. I mean, it, it's it's just oh, you can't, totally. Especially you can't have that happen. They had players out on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, that's you true. can't ha- you can't have that happen. So with that and, and, Go ahead. Even with that even being said, even with that being said, though, I mean, the commentators are horrible. Them dudes are idiots. I don't know who the hell they are. I don't know who the hell they are. Well, we're not we're not getting the good ones on uh, FS1 uh, against Tech late in the seasons. Two six and five teams I, I mean, usually don't get the A squad. How the hell did we get on Fox Sports One? And even with that. Well, Those you're six and five, Chris. That's how you get on FS1 late in the year. Same way, same reason you got on ESPN Plus a few weeks ago. Especially on rival, rivalry weekend, uh, they they took all the good spots. So hey, you and, know and, what? And we can we can take we can take a bit of solace in maybe not a lot of people watched us embarrass ourselves today. Right, but what about those referees? That was a, that that first call at, at the beginning was a horrible, and they they just pick up a flag. That's okay. I mean, what's that about? I mean, you almost got to expect it now, Chris. This is a life of an OU fan. Know that three to four calls are going to go against you. And even the, to Chris's point, even the bad announcers, they they said on multiple calls, like, wow, I can't believe they did that. And wow, I can't believe. Well, hey, look, welcome to the party, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, good to hear from you, man. All right, man. Uh, Y'all take it easy, man. Good, Good to hear from you, man. Yeah, 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. Let me get to a few texts. Keep giving Levy a pass for the overtime play calls. I didn't give Jeff Levy a pass for the overtime play calls. The first three minutes we're on the air, I said that that third and 11 on their offensive possession where they call a quarterback draw with a quarterback that just got destroyed two plays earlier than that was asinine. I'm not giving Jeff Levy a pass for the overtime play calls. Um, This says... There's a lot more faith that the D can be fixed with recruiting and development. While the O has scored well, seems like we can't pick up key third, fourth downs with great talent. Much more concerns with offense than defense. Um, let's see. So when does the processing of players begin? Some players look as if they quit when it got going too tough. Well, the processing's going to happen here pretty soon if it hasn't happened already. So uh, be tuned in this week to the ref because uh, – Portal season is about to be yeah. open the first week of December, and uh, yeah, you're you're, you're going to see some guys exiting. That's, that's yeah, for sure. and I've and I've heard I've I've heard of a lot of really good things about uh, linebackers coming, defensive linemen coming. You know, some of those weird back channeling things that totally don't happen, Tyler. 
Um, yeah, I, uh, I I think some I think some depth hopefully is is on the way. So I know we probably got to take a break. We're up against it. Yeah, Legends Pub House and Venue is where I'm at today. Uh, we'll hear from Travis. He's at Trey's up there in the 918. Hey, Legends, they have some awesome concerts here. Saliva has been here. Cowboy what? Troy, Tantric, the Moonshine Bandits. That's maybe uh, That sounds like my kind of band, the Moonshine Bandits right there. That's a band that I can get down with. And Elvis Impersonator has been here too. Where has this place been all my life? This is cool. Legends Pub House and Venue right here in Chickasha. If you can't make it by tonight, well, you're probably going to take your family to the Festival of Lights here in Chickasha. Come stop by at uh, some point this holiday season. More to come next right here on The Ref. It's the Homeless Sooner fans. Home creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. I hate saying this, but for dramatic effect, I will again. OU is up 24-6 in this game. OU is actually up 17-0 in this game. And I'm not trying to single out any players, but you had a fake field goal early on in the game that was designed perfectly, and Braden Willis just didn't make the play. Maybe a touchdown, certainly a first down in that play. So a night full of disappointments. Once again, as you, once again, as you finish this 6-6, six and six, we got a lot of people on hold. So I'm going to do my absolute best to get to each one this segment. Let's start with Will. Will, you're on the post-game show. What's going on? Hey, Tyler. Hey, what's up? Hey. So, I won't take up too much of your time because I'm trying to get to people. But, uh, yeah, you know, you, you have to get through at least one sunshine pumper, and that's going to be me. All right? So, let's think about it. <laughs> hey, that, that's it, fine. That's, that's all right, Will. <laughs> it, you know, Brent has said all offseason and, you know, listening to, the season, listening to him during the season, he has said everything that every – successful long-time winning coaches said he has people that he can fall back to in you know Dabo Sweeney when he's available Bob Stoops is right there Barry Switzer is right there you know you can't look at Brent uh, you, you can't look at what he's going to do and think that he's not going to end up winning and this is a very disappointing season but I mean hell look at Bob Stoops first season yeah, the, the uh, I, and and I want to get there, Will. I really do want to get there. But even in that ninety nine year, even in that ninety nine year, they stomped a really good A and M team, and you could see like that that ninety nine team lost to Tech in in Lubbock, final regular season game of the year. So it wasn't like it was pretty, but I don't know. I I, I want to get there so bad, but just some of the mismanagement that I've seen and some of the blown opportunities, it's like man, this. This program's really got a long way to go, and they've got to accomplish a lot during those bowl practices, man. They just have to. They really do. The bowl practices and moving on into the spring and moving forward, and, I mean, that's where you just hope that Brent is able to, you know, really lean on the people around him that are, you know, invested into seeing this program succeed. Yeah. Hey, good hearing from you, man. Absolutely. Y'all take care. Yeah, you as well. 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. Back to the phone lines we go. Shrey. You're on the post-game show. What's up? All right. Um, I, I'm, I, hi, uh, Tyler. It's uh, good to be speaking with you and to all the listeners yeah. out there. Uh, it's great to be talking once again. I'm sorry about this, but I'm about to go on a rant here. How Uh-oh. in the world is it acceptable to go 6-6 six and six at the University of Oklahoma? I guess this is a rebuilding year, but it's totally unacceptable. So much mismanagement. You know, it's questionable decisions left and right, questionable play calling on both offense and defense. It's time for Ted Roof to go, and, and maybe Jeff Levy might need to go as well. 
<laughs> hey, that was strong. You came strong yeah. right there. Yeah, no. well, it's funny because when we get calls and we say, hold on, I'm about to, you know, we we, we got to be quick. <laughs> and you, you actually were – we're quite tame, so I appreciate that. But I'll tell you what, uh, it's not acceptable to go six and six. I mean, I don't think, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for Tyler uh, on this, but I'm sure he would agree with me. Uh, it's not acceptable to go six and six, and I think that's I why we're having these conversations. And I, I personally, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't want to. I'm not in the position to, you know, really make these calls. But I don't think Ted Roof. Uh, probably is long for this place anyways you look at his career and he's kind of been jumping around a year here two years here he hasn't really had a lot and i don't think they brought him in i think they brought him in for an install and then they'll probably move on whether that's uh you know somebody like brandon hall uh, uh moving up to defensive coordinator whatever i do think i say all that to say this i do think there will be changes soon agree there will be processing with both players and coaches. Now, I, I don't know if it's going to be a complete overhaul of the staff. I'm not going to go that far. But will there be some elite more than one coach not here next year? Sure, I, I think that that's an absolute possibility, yes. Oh, yeah, because um, major problems I'm seeing is drops by our wide receivers. Dylan Gabriel, you know, I know today, today I can't blame him for losing, but just like throughout the season, you know, missing – Missing, you know, elementary throws, um, and just really, gosh, um, the, the way we handled that at the end of the first half, Jeff Levy and uh, Coach B, it, it was it was bad. Like, how do we like let a team go back into the game? Like, like we we were up twenty four six with like three minutes to go in the first half. Then all of a sudden, we yep. just go out there and give up the. Then they have twenty three points all of a sudden. Um, and I and I don't know what the motivation will be. Um, come you mismanaged <laughs> you mismanaged the late portion of that second quarter. It, it, it oh, should yeah. never have been twenty four twenty three. I mean, it, it, when they scored like ten points in the final two minutes, that was bad. That's real bad. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a kind of it's kind of interesting that you know finally like the OU defense plays against a competent quarterback. By the way, I don't consider Garrett Green, uh, Blake Shapen, or Spencer Sanders. Uh, to be competent, like once we play against a good quarterback, we just get our butts kicked. Like it's been a trend all year, and not surprised about it today. Yeah, no, fair point. Hey, good phone call. Appreciate it, Shrey. Absolutely. All right, let's go to uh, again four zero five three two nine nine thousand. If you want to sneak in, we'll go to Sean. Sean, I know you got a lot of thoughts. You're on the post game show. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. Well, first of all, Legends in Chickasha is a money spot. Great call to watch a game. Sean endorsing Legends. Let's go. I agree. That is an absolute really cool place. Uh, Second of all, uh, I love Will, or I don't know Will, but I love him, but the Brent Colt (laughs) is weird and... Uh, this is not acceptable. This is not Oklahoma. You just went six and six. Tyler, you nailed it. I mean, third and 11 and OT, and you run a QB draw on a quarterback that just got pasted on the sideline. I mean, come on. The, the, the clock management, the game management before half was ridiculous. Uh, And it hasn't gotten better either. You you, you know, like, I I guess you kind of give an excuse, right, to a first-year head coach for being in that situation for the first time. But we've seen it now for kind of several games here. We saw it last week. We saw it against West Virginia. It's like clock management is not that hard, especially for someone that gets paid millions of dollars to do it. Um, It's not that hard. I don't don't know why they can't be figured out. 
I bought into it when he stepped off that plane. I still think it was the right hire at the time. But to quote, you know, in in uh, honeymoon in Vegas, hey, we screwed up. This is not working. We've already got the Thunes and the Drummonds of the world telling us that hey, three stars are good because they fit the program. Uh, well, then why do I follow recruiting? Why do I follow you? Um, no, this is a disaster. This season is a disaster. Thank goodness Mike Gundy doesn't care, and we went 6-6. Yep. Six and six. But this was an absolute disaster. Tonight was a prime example of the entire season, and no – and nothing against Schmidt. He didn't make the field goal. He made it after it was wide right. I mean, the whole thing has been an absolute disaster. You are losing to teams that you don't need Brent's guys for. You're losing to teams that you don't need elite talent to beat. And I give it up to DG. DG had a great game. Didn't deserve to lose this game. I think, what do you have, six touchdowns? I mean, uh, he yeah, he had six touchdowns, one pick, 449 yards, 28 of 40. He had a really good game. He did. Yeah, I had, I had a great game. It was not him. It was a culmination of the same thing we've seen all season post-Nebraska. It's not a good football team, and it's not a well-coached football team. They And you can have all the Team 128, and you can give all the suits you want and have all the soul missions you want. But at the end of the day, this is Oklahoma, and wins and losses matter. And, hey, newsflash, Tony Robbins, what's on that scoreboard matters. And I'm sure we've got – And it does. And you know how many times in your life, millions of times, especially OU Texas Week, everyone likes to throw this out. Well, the team who runs the ball better is normally going to win the game, right? Okay. Well, what's the other stat that always gets thrown at you? If we win turnovers, we'll find a way to win this game. Here's another game, Sean. Another game, a less talented team than you, where you run the ball better and you have more turnovers, or you get more turnovers. And you lost. That was the case tonight, and you lost. Like how? How, how is that possible again to a lesser talented team? I don't get that. That's happened multiple times this year. Well, it's because you're not. I don't. I don't even think they're not prepared. I think they're prepared. I think the guys play hard. Great. All the guys play hard. This is not on our kids. This is on our staff. And at the end of the day, I hate to say it, and we're going to have to suffer through it, but I'll tell you this, it's not getting better next year. And I know the cult wants to believe that, but it's not. Anyway, hey, thanks for the time, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. By the way, great season Appreciate again it. by you guys on the post game. Hey, thank you, Sean. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, Brent Venables was asked, after the game about a uh, season-long thing, the Sooners lack overall discipline. He says, quote, it goes back to coaching. I think that's where it starts. So Brent Venables is uh, pointing the finger at himself and the coaching staff, I guess, for the 6-6 six and six season. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, find some more things that are happening in the post-game press conference. Again, your calls, 405-329-9000. And I'll try to hit a lot of these texts on the Air Coverage Solutions text line as well on the other side, 405 405- Six five one thirty four thirty nine. First off, Travis, I got to ask you: um, the game sucked, but how was the watch party at Trace? Oh, it was great. You know, had a lot of uh, good crowds in. You could tell, kind of holiday weekend. 
people travel in bigger groups. So had some big groups in. Uh, had, a, had a couple games on, obviously. And, yeah, it was a good time. Lots of lots of boomers being shouted, and then the voices started to go away after, I don't know, the <laughs> sixth sixth touchdown or something like that. Um, but, yeah, very, very dramatic and stressful. 55 TVs out here at uh, Legends Pub House and Venue in Chickasha. They have 55 TVs. They got like five different bars in here. This space is massive. It's awesome. I is am it, it, so impressed. I will be back. That, yeah, that that is impressive. I need to might, might need to find my way down to Chickasha eventually. Yeah, yeah. No, you do. They even got a nice uh, autographed Adrian Peterson's Vikings jersey for you up here. That's uh, hey, I got to check out. I got one of those. We can. We I'll bring mine. We can match them. <laughs> there you go. All right, more to come next. It is the Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Keep it right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. We got you till 1230 tonight. Yeah, we got to deal with you guys for another hour tonight. All of your uh, furious takes about OU finishing 6-6. Six and six. Hey, I'm mad too. Don't worry. You won't be the only mad ones. Travis and I are both upset as well. Tyler, really Tyler, upset. Tyler, can we... Can we put yeah. out a can we put out kind of a disclaimer that says six and six is not acceptable? So any callers <laughs> that come on and say, I can't believe you think six and six is acceptable. No, we do not think that. So let, let's just it is, start uh, with that. It is not. Oh, you had more total yards. Oh, you had more passing yards. Oh, you had more rushing yards. Oh, you created more turnovers and still lost the game. So if how's you want to talk even, about things that are unacceptable. Possible? I don't know. It's happened multiple times this year. All right, oh. let us uh, let me get to a couple texts before we get back to the phone lines. The 918 says, These clowns must not remember how close we were to losing multiple games years past, all because we had a quarterback to bail us out. STFU, it will happen under this coaching staff. Give or take a few. Go drink some more. Uh, all right. Jimmy in Tulsa says, Guys, who the hell storms the field after beating a 6-5 and five team? And can Britt Venables not challenge those two horrible spots? Pretty sure they were on third downs, too. And for the love of God, can we go slow on third and one or third and twos? No need to go fast. Rage with two exclamation marks. Yeah, I thought, um, was it like a third and ten where OU ran it? And I think you tweeted out, like, are we sure OU didn't get the first down, but they went too quick and there wasn't a it chance was, to was review it? I think it, it was or, the Javante run. I think it was the Javante yeah. run. And he looked like he was over it, and then, uh, yeah, there were a couple ones. And it's frustrating, no doubt. Um, but, again, this is – you are what your record says you are, right? You know, 6-6. Six and six. And, and they are. They're a 6-6 six and six team, man. It's, it's so true a six with and these six guys. Club. And what you could really tell late in the game, man, it was just – they were so gassed. Uguebu looked like he was running in, in like – water like he was running in like four feet of water and they kept on getting the outside there was no contain and it was just right there you saw it in space number two trying to chase down a running back and you just knew in your heart of hearts there's no way he's catching him yeah jimmy and duncan says so this is defending the standard that bv always screams about fair point 580 to make things worse Stuart mandel was proven right from his comments before the season pain all the way around well he did well, say after the nebraska game i was wrong and then you know but, but Stuart, Stuart mandel tweeted out tonight something like 
You guys are right. I was foolish for picking OU to go seven and five. <laughs> God. Uh, that's the worst part is everyone nationally gets to do a victory lap after this god-awful season. All right, uh, let's go back fine. to the phone lines. Ardmore Sooner, you're on the postgame show. What's up? Well, good evening, fellas. You won't get any fury from me, but I'm just really, <laughs> probably like everybody else, just really disappointed. It's just I don't understand. I think the thing that is most uh worrisome to me is just their their lack of discipline i i don't they it's not i I think the coaches really believe these kids are better than they are or or maybe they think that they have better chemistry than they do i don't maybe they're just world beaters in in uh practice or something and they're thinking it's gonna show up on the field and and we've had glimpses of it here and there but there's been little to no consistency pretty much all year long yeah, you know, and I thought, if nothing else, more sooner that you would see a team that significantly improves as the year progresses. And going into tonight, I thought that was the case with the defense. I didn't think that that was the case with the offense, but now I'm sitting here after 12 regular season games saying, was I fooled with the defense? What do I think of the defense? What do I think about the offense? It's just I've watched 12 games of this team, and obviously I'm disappointed and I'm concerned about the future, but I don't really know what to be optimistic about moving forward. That's an issue. No, no doubt. I feel the same way. I don't think, you know, we were hoping to kind of build some momentum and, and you know, kind of carry it into next year, but I don't think they have any of that, and I, I certainly don't feel that way. And, you know, two plays to, tonight that I thought really determined the, the game uh, and – you know, I think one of y'all mentioned them earlier. Uh, one of them was the, the fourth down play. I thought, you know, I mean, it's Texas Tech, you know, why don't we, let's take three points on the fourth down. It'd be 17 nothing. you know, at the end of regulation, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, well, that would have made a difference. And then the, then the mental mistake by one of our best players, Woody Washington, one of our best players all year. He's a yep. great athlete, great player. But that, that killed us, you know, and that gave them the opportunity. Are you talking about the offsides? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. How do you jump offsides as a corner on third and seven? If what are you, you doing? If you, it, I think if you look at the replay, he wasn't even watching the quarterback. I think his back was turned. Oh, man. To, to, I mean, it was really bad. Like, he wasn't even ready for the ball to be snapped. So, you know, just stuff like that, you're just kind of like, how – how does that happen? And and I thought, you know, I, I still believe in Venables. I I'm not of the the cult that Sean was talking about, but I want him to be successful. And I thought he'd be kind of cut from the cloth of kind of the Bob Stoops mentality. You know, this is going to be a a disciplined football team. We're going to be kind of blue collar. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna hit hard. And I, I keep. I keep waiting for that physical, punishing, relentless, you know, suffocating defense. And, yeah, it, it does show up every now and then, but it's just it's just not consistent. And I, I get it. It's year one. But just like you all said, I mean, I, mean I, I like Brent Venables. I want him to be the coach. But if he does this again, he's going to be gone. He's not going to yeah. get another – He's not going to be yeah, getting no, I, I, I think everyone, I, I think everyone wants him to succeed. Everyone. I think every OU fan is just like before. You want Brent Venables to succeed. You want him to be the guy. But it's like, all right, Brent, like you went 6-6. Six and six, Can't do that again next year. 
Like, and, give us some reasons the, why next year is going to be better, and I, I don't know. Absolutely. Here's I'll finish up because I know you got other callers, but you know, here's yeah. the, the home card truth, cold truth. I mean, sometimes, sometimes great coordinate, coordinators are just that. They're not head coaches, and that, it makes me think of of Gary Gibbs. You know, some people probably scoff at that comparison, but Gibbs was beloved. That's probably before y'all's time, but but people loved him. He's the nicest guy on the planet. I think people feel like. Like, uh, you know, Venables is a great teacher of young men, and nobody's going to care more for these young guys than, you know, uh, than, the, the, than Brent Venables. I think all of that. But at some point, we gotta, we got to, just like you said, we got to start seeing that, that incremental improvement that gives us kind of a glimpse of, okay, this is where we're going. And right now we just haven't seen it. Thank you all for your time. Have a good yeah. night. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah appreciate, hey, appreciate it. Appreciate the call, man. Really appreciate it. 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. Uh, from the 405, 6-6, six and six, it is what it is, but we lost three games by three points. Nine and three wasn't that far off. Look, I, I get that, but you, you also have to remember who you lost those games by three points to. Baylor, West Virginia, and Tech. You shouldn't be losing to West Virginia. You shouldn't be losing to Texas Tech, especially when you're up 24-6. And Baylor was a 6-6 six and six team. You shouldn't be losing to that team either. So I get the overall sentiment, yes, you're close to going nine and three, but those are three teams that you should beat, Travis. I'm I, I'm sorry, you've got well, far no. more talent than I think all three of those. No, I, and I agree. And I think Tyler, what we see is we have we have a lot more talent, sure, but man, I think I drastically overestimated the depth on this team when you really look at it. I mean, yeah, when you when when you think about talent, Tyler, you think. Okay, first quarter against OSU, boom, okay, cool, cool. Okay, first quarter, you know, today against Tech, okay, cool. When you get late in games where we lost those four games that I had mentioned on those last drives, they've been out there for a 100 snaps, and they just have nobody to spell them. Now, is that a knock-on development? Sure, I think that that's a fair criticism. But I also think that you're dealing with a guy that's been head coach for the first time in his career, who's installing a defense, and then the other side's installing an offense with all new players that have never done it. Keep in mind, even on the offensive side, like Jeff Levy didn't get to bring a bunch of Ole Miss guys with him to help him install this offense. He got he had to teach it all to the coaches first, and then they had to help coach it. Like That's the thing. It's like you have all this going on, and, yeah, you would love for all these true freshmen to just be – developed into these instant contributors but it's just not the case sometimes so while i do think we have i mean more talent especially on paper than a lot of these teams the a lot of these teams have been playing together for two three four years five years and they just they know where they're going to be they don't have trust issues they don't have assignment issues they just they know it all and they know it like the back of their hands and i mean even like the tcus of the world those players max duggan's been there forever like, th- like, those are people that have been there a long time. So I think continuity, there's something to be said for, and depth. And I think those are the two things, Tyler, that I look at with this season, continuity and depth, and we have zero of both. One more text before we hit a break. How many guys off defense last year went to the pros? That could help. This is college football. OU wasn't the only team in college football to lose players last year. And let's not act like they lost first-round picks either. Everyone in college football has roster turnover. It's the portal era 
Um, it's uh, guys lose players to the draft. Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan lost players to the draft. You shouldn't be in a spot to where you lose a few guys to the NFL and all of a sudden you go six and six. So I get your point, but everyone in college football, everyone in this sport loses players year in and year out. Hell, a, a lot of coaches, including Alabama, or a lot of teams, including Alabama, lose a lot of coaches and they still rebound. So it's, I'm not going to use that as an excuse. Tyler, one only, only one team, only one team lost Caleb Williams. <laughs> That's true. True. <laughs> one final hour of our post-game coverage, 405-329-9000. We'll get to right to more of your phone calls coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We are the homeless Suter fans. Home Creations, Suter Game Day, wrap-up show. Live on The Ref, Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Live in Chickasha, Legends Pub House and Venue. Which, by the way, Roland and Darla, lovely couple here, said they were both down a beer during the postgame show if OU lost tonight. So I got about 45 minutes left. I don't know when both of you are going to down a beer before we get out of here. So uh, I don't know. Pay up your bets, maybe. We'll see what happens. This next phone call I know is going to be fire because uh, he always brings it. Roger from L.A., you're on the postgame show. Let him have it. Roger, What's Roger. What's up, man? Hey, Jens. How are you, how are you tonight? Uh, awful, Roger. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Not great. Not great, Bob. Well, you know what, man? At the end of the day, it's only fitting that this team is 6-6 six and six because they did, everything you saw tonight, with a few exceptions of, of some really good play at Lincoln, against what's very clear, a terrible football team in Nebraska, and some nice streaks here and there, wildly inconsistent, in a lot of capacities, terribly coached on the defensive side of the ball, you know, no ability to play complementary football throughout the year. It's mind-boggling. It's an indictment on Venables as head coach. I, I 212% agree with everything Sean said 30 or 40 minutes ago. I think he's all over it. Sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and say, we screwed this up, man. And you know what the deal is? The OU administration screwed this up. And I, I got to disagree with you, my man, uh, you know, Here's the deal. Lincoln Riley didn't need a bunch of continuity, okay? He went out to USC, took a 4-8 program over, got the right quarterback in there. He took our quarterback. I disagree oh, no, no. everything I, you talked about last week. He but took I, but our I, quarterback, man. But he I got agree the right with quarterback you. In. He's 11-1, man. No, he I agree. continuity to win today. No, no, no. I no, no, I get that, but I'm just going to push back on the Caleb Williams fixes a lot of things. That's the best player in America. Well, and well, when, well here's the and deal, when, though, man. I, I don't disagree with you on that, but you know what the thing is? You have all these mouth breathers that, that, that want to walk around and say, well, we won a bunch of close games under Lincoln Riley, and we barely lost. Well, guess what, man? It's about picking the right players and pushing the right buttons in tight games. And this dude doesn't know what he's doing, okay? I, I think a Will Muschamp, and that might be probably a little bit complimentary to my man oh, Bettles to call him Muschamp. You know, at least Muschamp won 11 games one year at Florida, but he was over his head as a head coach. I just, I, I, he isn't it. We're going to suffer through. Why are we going to be? I asked this question a few weeks ago, and I think both you guys agree with me. I can't figure it out. I can't see why we'd do better next year. Eric Ray's gone. He had a really good year. Um, Mims is gone. Your best, your best is, players might be gone, Roger. I mean, that's yeah. That's, Harrison's that's gone. So, so who is this dude going to plug in there? And by the way, Levy, he actually called a pretty good game tonight. You know. Um, but here, or can we make sure that, that my man Roof doesn't get on the airplane? Leave his ass in Lubbock. Let him go get a teaching job somewhere in West Texas because that's about where he needs to be right now. Ro- Roger, I, Roger, I think you're the first person to bring up the name Roof 
I think all evening, terrible, which is man. which is he's amazing terrible. to me. But yeah, he's terrible. Why does that dude get a pass? Like Levy, you know, my thing on Levy is you know the hurry up offense when you have a, a defense. It's you guys mentioned that have done a good job of kind of framing it. We were holding on. We were on life support all night offensively. I mean, this was Mike Stoops two point nine, like rolling out there tonight. It was it was terrible. It was embarrassing and. And, by the way, who's our special teams coordinator? All I heard about, too, was how this guy was going to come in and fix all of our terrible special teams problems in O'Reilly. Well, worse than we were under Riley on special teams. Yeah. Other than with, Turk, but with Jay done. Nunez, I think a lot of us, Roger, I think a lot of us just saw us actually returning punts and kicks and thought, oh, my God, <laughs> this is going to be better because we would yeah. because we just never were making use of it. But, yeah, to your point, uh, you know, those big returns, major issues. We had them against Kansas State. We had against Baylor, and then obviously tonight opening the game with it obviously didn't up hurting us. But yeah, special teams uh, have have kind of declined throughout the year. Well, we haven't returned anything either. On the flip side, what's what, what they call the fair catch from the fifteen yard line, Roger, and I about single, lost it with with nobody around him. Every single play, every single return, and we were fair catching kickoffs and getting buried inside the thirteen yard line because our damn you know return guys couldn't catch a friggin' football. You know, so special teams, you can leave that guy in Lubbock, too. So, Roof and that dude can buy a friggin' Greyhound to Columbia, South Carolina for all I can. Is anyone coming you know, back so, on the plane, Roger? Yeah. Or is no, everyone just finding their own way home? Look, man, at this point, I don't really care. And I don't have any sympathy for Venables. I know he's a nice guy, and everybody wants to go to church with him and all that garbage, okay? The dude's making $7.2 million a year. He's making more than anybody on this phone line will in a lifetime in one season. So, I don't really care that he's a nice guy and he has this whole program. I said it before. He, I started getting worried. He fires Gundy the eve of the season, which was weak. That was weak sauce. That was a that was a weak move. He gets rid of our best, probably our best recruiter. And the one guy, you want to talk about continuity, man, here's your continuity right there. Don't get rid of your friggin' receivers coach and a guy that has continuity with your players. Don't get don't rid of, get, get rid of him for some just ridiculous thing that happened. You know, you could have suspended him for like two weeks and called it good. But instead, he wanted to friggin' die on the cross there, man. And we paid, you know, we paid the piper this season, guys. And so, so what are we going to do next year when this guy goes five and loses six games next year? Because he, he ain't going to – who are we beating next year, man? That's the question. Who are we going to beat? Well, you got Georgia off the schedule. That's nice, Roger. Yeah. You got SMU yeah, instead. How about that? Well, I'm, I'm not sure we beat SMU. No, absolutely not. Is Mordecai going to be there? You know, like, like can we get him to, to go to the portal and come back to Oklahoma? Is that possible? You know, so, I mean, I don't really know. I, I guess I can't criticize Gil and Gabriel tonight. The guy had, like, 500 yards tonight. And then, you know, the defense collapsed and found a way for him to lose his game tonight. But, I mean, I don't know where we go from here, man. I think I agree with Sean. What do we do? You know, do we just keep losing? We lose five, six games next year. Do we call it after next year or do we give him another year to keep messing this thing up, man? They'll give I mean, him a year three. They'll give him a year three, I think. You know, and the Regardless if anyone Nebraska. agrees with that or not, what happens. So, hey, Roger, good to I, talk I mean, to you, man. Thanks. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us this year. Appreciate that. Uh, let's try to sneak in one more phone call. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on the post game show. What's up? We actually got Sam. Let's get to Sam. Oh, Sam. Sam, what's going on? Gentlemen, gentlemen, <clears throat> I'm going to try not to be completely doom and gloom like Roger there. Okay. But a couple calls that I did not agree with. Taking that field goal, didn't agree with it. My opinion, take the point. You got them shut out at that point. Just take the points and move on. But I will agree if uh, if Braden catches the ball, might be a different story, but he didn't. The other thing I don't agree with is if you can look at this program and you want to put all this on BV, I get it. 
the coaching stuff, 100% his fault. I get it. The players, it's not his fault. This guy's been here less than a year. He hasn't even been here a year yet. We have no depth. We don't even have a two deep. you got to give the guy time. Is it going to happen? I don't know. But to come out right now and say, oh, my God, he's trash and blah, 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 you realize the guy that left knew what this program was, was fixing to turn into because last year was his year. Last year was the year he was supposed to win it all because he had nine or ten guys that were getting drafted. That was his year. They all left. This isn't BV's fault because we don't have freaking depth on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, we had a bunch of top ten classes, 90% of those because we had five-star quarterbacks, five-star wide receivers. It wasn't because he had a bunch of dogs coming in on defense. Like, give, give me a break on that crap. It, it, it's absolutely asinine to sit here and say that this is all BB's fault and maybe he's not the dude and maybe he should be fired already. That, that's absolutely insane. I, I, I don't yeah, get that. Yeah, I, I, I'm is, definitely is not ready to fire him after year bad. one. It's yeah, I, I'm not. I I, I'm it. not ready to fire him after year one. But sure, like, like we can give a little bit more patience here. It's just, I, I think you Sam, whatever, where everyone's at is like, God, you, you've got to start showing improvement, man. In in, hey, in a hurry, please. It's bad, but your dudes are so tired, they're so worn out. Look at the plays. I, I heard, I heard Teddy say earlier, and I think he was talking to you, Tyler. I heard him say uh, last week the defense has played a game and a half more snaps. That's or, right. Or time of possession than what the offense has. Yep. That, that's not a, you. You you don't even have a two deep. Look at how many snaps Stutzman and Aguebu and Billy Bowman and those dudes have played. They're playing freaking hurt. They're playing tired. Granted, yeah, it looks horrible on TV. But guess what? They're gonna get better. It, it, Georgia Georgia put ten or eleven dudes off their starting defense last year into the draft. Guess what? They're still undefeated. You know why? Kirby Smart's had seven or eight years there, and he's built a freaking 3D. That's why. He, he hey. didn't do that in year one. He came in, and he built the program. We had a dude that came in after Bob Stoops and did nothing but tear our program down and then failed when he knew it was going to crap. you got to give this guy time. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. Hey, appreciate it, Sam. Good stuff. All right, it's fire tonight, just like I thought it would be. Woo, the emotions that's right, are high. That's right. Hey, you know what? But I like it. You know what, Tyler? The I do, day, too. The day that I'm worried about OU football is the day that we don't get any calls after yes, a loss. Yes, That's when I'll be yes. worried about OU football. Apathy is when you should worry. People still care. Don't ever lose that. I don't care what side you're on. Britt Venables is the guy. You think he sucks, whatever. Don't lose the passion. The passion is what makes this. The passion is what fuels this postgame show. So, please, we got until 1230. Keep bringing it, whether it's on the text line or the phone lines, 405-329-9000. Oh, man, this is, uh, this is uncharted waters for this program, but we'll try to navigate it tonight as, uh, as best we can. Home creation, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show rolls on next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show rolls on live from Chickasha at Legends Pub House and Venue. Sooners lose it in overtime despite having more passing yards, more, more rushing yards, less penalties, more turnovers. Did I mention more total yards and a 24-6 lead? Yeah. No, it was that bad. Seriously. The sixth loss of the year, I thought it couldn't get... You know, you, always, you never challenge worse is what I found out this year. You never challenge worse like, all right, 
It's been bad this year, but this is rock bottom. I don't know if this is rock bottom or not. This has felt like the worst loss of the year just because you won all of the categories that matter and you still lost still lost the game. I, I, I don't know. That seem, I don't, I don't that get seem, it. I don't get that it. seems impossible. It, it truly does seem impossible. <laughs> know, right? my, buddy, my, buddy Josh, uh, uh, my buddy Josh has got a dope record store, like a vinyl record store. Uh, he texts me and goes, well, they can't hurt us anymore. Wait, <laughs> there's a bowl game. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. That's where, that's where that's where we're at, Tyler. That's where we're at. You can finish below 500 still this year. This is not rock bottom as bad as it is. Rock bottom is still obtainable. God, that's a scary thing to think about. You can go six and seven. Hey, but for the bowl game, why not come to Legends Pub House and Venue? I might. I don't know. Maybe Saliva will be here. Maybe Cowboy Troy will be here. Maybe Tantric will be here. Maybe an Elvis impersonator will be here. I wish I could have watched an Elvis impersonator instead of watching this football game tonight at Legends. My life would have been a whole lot more enjoyable if that would have been the case. Uh, 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. Let's go to the text line, though. If the message from Brent is being lost with the fans, and it most definitely is, think about what it's like in the locker room. Without wins, talk is cheap. Do you think he'll get 75K there for the spring game next spring? Hell no, in all caps. Um, yeah, how everyone handles this offseason is going to be quite fascinating. I, I got an idea, Travis. I'm sure everyone's going to handle this offseason by debating on who should be the starting quarterback next year. Yes, because that what we've learned, Tyler, is that Offense is the only side of the ball that has any impact on anything. That's what we've learned. And we've learned that six touchdown, you know, 450-yard, 202 passer rating, Dylan Gabriel just – He's just not it, man. We just we just got, we just got to figure yeah. out something else. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's of course the the biggest storyline every year, right? Who's going to be the quarterback? Is the quarterback going to be any good? Preseason Heisman stuff, like that's always the conversation. Nobody's ever like, oh man, I cannot wait to talk about who's going to be the starting nickel all spring. You know what I mean? But hey, that's uh, that's what they want to talk about. So we're going to talk about it, baby. I guess um, we'll take victories where we can get them. You know, your 5 o'clock segment yesterday, more than anything, I want to see Marvin Mims look like home game Marvin Mims. We had 162 yards and two touchdowns, right? (laughs) Yeah. More than anything, I wanted to see third down conversions on offense. And OU was 7 out of 18, which, hey, compared to what has been recently, was pretty good. So we were both right. We were both granted that. Well, you, you talked about your you talked about your under the radar player being Jordan Kelly. I yeah. mean, immediately he causes a fumble like like the uh, the 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 band had par- hardly got back to their seats, you know, and he's already causing fumbles. I thought, hey man, we're finally this is it. We're finally putting one together. Ugh, not so much. Yeah, it's incredibly disappointing that we have so many game management issues with an extremely experienced coordinator. Very, very bad indicator, says the 785 area code. Yeah, I mean, there's still some things game management-wise that they can do a whole lot better, including the final two minutes of the first half. 918, Roger is a dumbass. He's just anti-Brent Venables. Would love to see Roger coach a team since he's got it all figured out. Hey, Go watch Roger. USC, Roger, president of the I Love Lincoln Riley fan base. What a tool. Hey, 
Roger has Roger has grown on me throughout the season. There's no doubt. <laughs> He's an when, acquired you know, taste, but you got to love him. Roger's grown on me a lot. Uh, I do agree that you know you talk about Caleb Williams, the best player in the country, and and that's not you know take all bias out of it. You just watch him play. I don't think USC would be. I don't think. I think they'd probably be six and six if they had. Uh, you know, if they if Jackson Dart would have stayed there or anything like that, because Caleb just covers up so much, and that's yeah. your number one pick in next year's draft. It is what it is. It'll be interesting to see what Lincoln does. Malachi is not Caleb Williams. I've seen Malachi Nelson play in person. It's just he is not Caleb Williams. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if Lincoln sticks around long term, knowing he doesn't have Caleb to cover up a lot of his uh, faults. Curtis but, yeah, B right. says, "Yeah, no, go, go ahead, finish that." Yeah, but, but Roger's grown on me a bit. He does have some good points. He is a little harsh, I think, at times. But in six and six times like this, I mean, can we really say that we're all bought in on everything that we were bought in at the no, beginning of, of the not. year? I don't think we not. can reasonably say that. But, no. you know, uh, Roger, among many others, uh, among the text line calling out Roger, you know, that's all an important part of the show. Curtis B says, "Hey guys, Bob Stoops was seven and five in 1999, and it will take time. And all the idiots who want Levy gone, then Jackson Arnold will go with Levy. Be patient, you dips, Boomer. Uh, Levy's not going to be gone at the end of this year, so I don't. I don't. If, no. if you're worried about that, I don't think you have to worry about that. They're you not going to fire him, and he's not going to get another job. You say bye to Levy. You say bye to Jackson Arnold, and then where are you at? Yeah." That's pretty uh, much Jeff, the only endorsement I need about Jeff Levy is that the best high school quarterback in the country can't wait to play for him. Yeah. Jimmy and Duncan says, Gabriel said, quote, it's too soon to decide if he's coming back yet. Are you freaking kidding me? See you later, bro. Um, I, I, I didn't hear him say that. Um, obviously, we weren't listening to the press conference. I'll go back and, and look at that. Uh, a couple more. We all love Venables and want him to succeed, but this season is on him. This offseason, he has got to learn how to be the head coach, be able to step away from the defense, be able to manage the clock and game flow. I don't want to hear about how he doesn't have his guys yet. We better have Jimmy's and Joe's than everyone in this league, not named Texas. Tech and TCU both had new head coaches. LSU was a dumpster fire, and they have been competitive. Notre Dame has been decent. I just want us to acknowledge and address our shortcomings and move forward with what needs to be fixed. Yeah, I don't think anyone's trying to disguise that. Like, you can still be optimistic about the future of the Brent Venables tenure. Clearly, we've had a couple of those phone calls tonight. But you also have to recognize that there's some real issues, some real deep issues that need to be solved with this program, Travis. Yeah, there are management issues, but there are also roster issues. I mean, you can say LSU was a dumpster fire, but LSU has a ton of talent. And, and you know, Brian Kelly's done a really good job, but they got beat by A&M tonight. And A&M's, you know, they are the quintessential dumpster fire. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things, not only is it just a new coaching staff, Tyler, not only is it installs on both sides of the ball, it's completely different philosophies taking over. You go from small defensive linemen, simple game plan, to really hard game plan, big defensive lineman. You go from, I mean, you go from having Heisman front-running candidate quarterbacks, two of them, <laughs> to zero of them. Yeah. You know, you, you do this kind of stuff, and, and you, you just look at the roster and say, all right, who starts for LSU on this team? Who starts for 
Notre Dame on this team? Who starts for Bama, Georgia, Clemson? Like, who starts off this roster right now? And I don't think you're going to be counting for very long, Tyler. we got a couple more segments remaining in our post-game coverage of this uh, mess. OU finishes the season 6-6, six and six, loses in overtime, 405-329-9000. We are past midnight now. Oh, boy, past midnight now, 405-329-9000 if you want to sneak in. We'll get to more of your texts coming up as well next segment, 405-651-3439. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. All right, a couple more segments remaining. Home creation, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Live at Legends Pub House and Venue here in Chickasha. Hey, how about this, Travis? Behind me is the leg lamp from the movie The Christmas Story. Where does oh, yes. that prop, where does the leg lamp, where does that prop rank in, not Christmas movies, all-time movies ever. I think the leg lamp has to be one of the top five most recognizable movie props, maybe in American film history. Laces, lace, uh, pantyhoses and all, it's sitting right next to me here. It looks great, in case you're wondering. Well, I want to say that there's like a, there's actually an Oklahoma town that actually has a 50-foot leg yep. lamp. Yep. Uh, um, yep. It's, uh, it's, uh, is it in Chickasha right there? Yep, we pass it uh, on the way here. Boy, Travis, you, you should see the locals here. It's just prideful hearing that, like, that's us, man. We got the 50-foot leg lamp here. Well, I know that. Yeah, it's downtown, I know that. dude. I know that because friend of the show, Lieutenant oh, Governor yeah. Matt, Matt Pinnell, um, had taken a photo by it recently, and I was like, golly, I feel like I've seen a guy next to a 50-foot leg lamp lately. I need to find this thing. <laughs> it's in Chickasha, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what, say. man. Hey, when I like you're 6-6, six and six, what do you get on the postgame show? You talk about leg lamps at some point. All right, it's past midnight. Come on. That's right, man. This team's it's not very it's, good. It's K-Ref after dark. Um, so, of right, course, we're talking the, about lights. Yeah, let's get to the text line. Coaching concerns me. Just a lot of chaos and management stuff. Like naming Dylan Gabriel as QB1 without having any quarterback competition and then not having anyone ready to back up DG like against Texas. That's pretty bad. Dude, that, that's actually an interesting text because when Gabriel took that shot in overtime, they panned to Davis Bevel warming up and the whole crowd here at Legends was like, no, you cannot throw him in the game. Yeah. Well, oh, luckily, God, luckily they went Willis Cat on that. Luckily they went Willis Cat. Now you can certainly argue with, I don't know, a quarterback throwing for 450, and then you run him out as a wide receiver. Um, you know, you can you can argue with that. But yeah, with with, with the the quarterback competition, Tyler, you and I have talked about this a lot. I think that was mishandled. Um, I think they should have, while they were recruiting in the portal, said, hey, you know what, you'll have a shot at the starting job. I think that would have been, I think that would have been best. I think you might have got maybe a, a Jackson Darter or a Casey Thompson or a Bo Hannon or any of those guys. But when you recruit for QB2, and specifically QB2, you're not going to get one of the top 131 players in the country at the position because they'd rather go start. But I think, and I know there's been, a, I was in a long discussion last night about it. When you're installing an offense with no help from any other coaches that, have run your system because he got to Oklahoma, Levy did, to install his offense, and he had to teach Kale, Bill, Joe John, DeMarco. Like, he had to teach them all the offense. 
and then have to teach the rest of the team. It wasn't a lot of time to teach the backups and develop that kind of thing. In a perfect world, the backups just would have been ready to go. But you kind of have to play a little give and take there and make sure that your starters know everything they need to do. Um, by the way, in case you didn't already hate Matt Leinert, um, here's a reason for you to hate Matt Leinert. Ugh. Hashtag he karma. Tweets, yeah, he tweets out tonight, USC 11-1 going to the Pac-12 title game with a playoff spot on the line. Oklahoma going into overtime fighting for their sixth win. Hashtag karma. Well, actually, Matt, it was fighting for their seventh win, but whatever. Matt, you know, he, he's taken some shots at Norman in the past, like, oh, maybe I'll go to an Applebee's tonight. I haven't been to an Applebee's since my recruiting visit in Norman. The guy fell in love on his recruiting visit in Norman. Not fell in love with the university or the football program. Matt Leinart legitimately fell in love with a co-ed on his recruiting visit to Norman back in the day. So don't give me this crap about hashtag karma with OU where you think Norman sucks. Spare me, Matt Leinart. Lincoln, le- Lincoln left. If karma yeah, was what's the karma? Gonna, right. Yeah. If karma was going to affect anybody this year, it was going to affect the guy that lied to his staff and his team about where he was going to be and his recruits and the families of his recruits about where he was going to be. I think karma would go after that guy, wouldn't it, Tyler? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I don't understand karma quite as well as Matt Leinart does. <laughs> I, uh, I just hope that Colin Cowherd stole his phone or something, got, got his password on Twitter. I don't know, because he's acting like a fool. All right, back to the phone lines we go. We got Randy from the 918. Randy, you're on the Pulse Game Show. What's up? Hey, good evening, guys. Uh, I'm going to start out with something positive. You guys need something Ooh, positive? okay. Yeah, I love it. I love go, it. Randy, I love it. what you got? Hi, hey, Travis knows me well. I, I've been on Levy's ass all day long, but, man, i uh, I got to get the guy credit. I don't know of any OCs out there that can script out the first 10 to 20 plays better than that guy can. You ain't lying. He is really good at breaking down film. I I like what he does there. And that's two weeks in a row. He's came out on fire, man. You ain't lying, man. The, the problem has been the 15 plays it's the after other, that, hasn't it, Randy? The other, the other 80 plays, I guess, would probably. But, hey, you know, 48 points, almost 700 yards offense. It's just, man, makes you kind of throw your hands in the air sometimes, Randy. Well, hey, I, I just thought I'd throw something positive out there, guys, before I get to the rest of my list. Okay, okay? here we go. Oh, I, I know. Go ahead, Randy. Hit us with it. Hey, the, the second thing's not a bad thing either. I mean, if you look at that, how that game happened, you know, Peg busted two major coverages and we could have punted the ball to our receiver. If you throw those two easy touchdowns out, Peck really beat us by two scores, guys. You get right down to it. Okay. Uh, yeah, thing, I, I, but I, people. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm tired of people calling in and getting on Ted Roof's ass. I don't know whether the guy can coach football or not, but if you believe he's actually calling defensive plays at Oklahoma, I've got a whole bunch of damn swampland. I'm ready to sell you because <laughs> if it's not obvious on the sidelines who's making the calls, who's signaling the calls. It's BV, and everybody else is reacting. Now, Roof may tell him something occasionally, but he ain't calling the place, guys. What do you think about that? Is that obvious? Well, so the, 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 you know, the breakdown is that he's calling the plays, and then it's signaled in by two or three guys at the same time. That's what you see on the sideline. Now, of course, you, you can't. 
but but you can say no. Let me finish. You can say he is changing the call, or he is vetoing the calls, or he's doing something different. Um, you know, he's definitely got his fingerprints all over it. I don't think anybody is is saying that Venables just you know throughout the week isn't isn't you know doing any of the defensive game planning or anything like that. Because Randy, to be honest. If he's not doing the defensive game planning, I don't know what he's doing because it's certainly not brushing up on um, time management or brushing up on any of that. So um, I assume he's in the defensive meetings. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one one thing that I want to see going forward is, is the only staff change I'm really promoting, um, and I don't know if the new linebacker coach would help us out because I still think BV is making the calls and I think the defense is all his, but We've got to get a wide receiver coach. Number one, for recruiting purposes, nobody's seeing our receiving crew shine out there. And we got to get a damn receiver coach that will teach our kids how to run a pick play. We get penalized every time we score a touchdown on a pick play. I know. Two weeks in a row, right? Uh, no, crazy? two out of the past three weeks, I guess. Hey, I think you're going to get your wish, wish on that one. Yeah, and yeah, I'm confident in that one. as well. i got two more. Two more, and I promise I'll shut up. The next one, holy cow, why did our NFL left tackle decide to play the two shittiest plays of his career on the last two plays of overtime? He gets beat by a true freshman defensive end on an inside pass rush on third down. On second down, he blocks the wrong guy. He's blocking the DN who's getting kicked out by Murray and leaves the linebacker wide open. I'm like, how does that happen? Yeah. And finally, edge tackling. Edge tackling. How does that look good on one series and the next series? They look like they've never heard the word leverage. Yeah, bounce it to the outside way too easy tonight, did Texas Tech, time and time again. You're freaking out for the inside hip when you have to leverage the outside hip and force him back in. Deshaun was awful on that touchdown. That's exactly what he did. He leveraged the inside hip. Anyway, I'm through. I'm going to be able to sleep someplace tonight. Uh, yeah, hey, Randy, appreciate Randy, appreciate you calling in. Yeah, especially with Anton, it was interesting. It's like Anton has those two plays that are awful: veteran, really, really good player. Woody Washington, veteran, really good player, has the inexplicable, you know, offsides there. I mean, you have you have guys, you're you're really good players that you need to count on to make plays or at least not make mistakes in those moments. And they're the ones who are doing it. It's not even the young guys. It's your veterans. And that's what's frustrating. you got a guy like C.J. Colden out there. I mean, got here late out of Wyoming, and, and he's one of your best defensive players. It's incredible. It is incredible, unfortunately. All right, uh, we got one. Final segment coming up coming up next. 405-329-9000 if you want to sneak in. I'll get to more of your text. God, we, we still got college football games being played. I guess this is what it's like being a Pac-12 team. It's 1230 at night, and there's games still in the third quarter. God, thank God OU didn't join that conference. All right, one final segment yeah. next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. All right, final segment. Home creation, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show, live at Pub uh, Legends, Pub House and Venue here in Chickasha. If you're taking your family to the beautiful Festival of Lights here in Chickasha, come check out Legends Pub House and Venue right here in Chickasha. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's get some final thoughts. Travis, lead us off. Final thoughts. OU loses tonight despite winning 
every statistical category that matters in finishing 6-6 six and six on the season. Final thoughts uh, of tonight's game. You know, it, it's a microcosm of the entire season. Uh, you had inconsistency. You had great plays. You think of, like, the Marvin Mims kind of behind-the-back catch that he had. Yeah. You, you have some boneheaded plays. You have some mistakes. And at the end of the day, you know, your highs weren't high enough to uh, escape your lows. And uh, Theo Weiss even said after the game, he said, man, I, I, I'm 100% confident in what this culture has going forward. You know, Brent Venable's the right. Like, like backing that up and a guy that really doesn't have to speak about that kind of thing. Um, but final thoughts are I know we're getting good news in the transfer portal. Uh, I know we're getting really good news in recruiting. Um, we're about to uh, sign more top 100 players than have ever been signed by Lincoln Riley in one class. And I get that Lincoln Riley is off to the playoff most likely with another Heisman candidate. But patience, patience, patience. Because you know what, Tyler, I'm going to preach patience because I don't want to. I don't want to think about the alternative. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see what happens in a bowl game. I'm guessing that you're in the Liberty Bowl, the Texas Bowl, or the uh, Guaranteed Rate Bowl. I think, which is in Phoenix. You've been playing it inside where the Diamondbacks play baseball. I don't know. Maybe the next time we'll talk, uh, Travis and I are doing a post-game show from the uh, right center field pool out there at Chase Stadium in Phoenix. I might need to tan a little bit before that happens, but I'd be down for that. Do a post-game show from a pool inside a baseball stadium? Hey, hey, Tyler, you let me know, man. Like I'm okay. All right. I'm, da- I'm down to do a little post-game from a bowl. You just got to let me know, <laughs> man. I'm all about it. Uh, I will let you know. The tough thing is we won't know for, jeez, a week until tomorrow. We're just going to kind of sit around and stew in this and watch TCU and Kansas State play for a Big 12 championship, wonder about the future, wonder about your bowl game. This this next week's going to be weird, man, because you're just not used to waiting this long to figure out where your bowl game's going to be. Yeah, and, and, and I'm fascinated to, to learn about it because here's the thing. As I said in the pregame show, these practices matter, man. This bowl game matters. The Jaleel Farouk breakout game happened in the Alamo Bowl. We it kind of set the table for this. I mean, you can't you can't think of just this season. And think, oh, Venables has done all that. Like, I I can't wait to think back to the moments at the Alamo Bowl where Bob handed Brent the visor, and you know it was it, the vibes were immaculate, as the kids would say. Um, I think I think Venables is going to make the most out of these practices. I think we're going to learn of a lot of people headed towards the portal. We're being processed. Obviously, I guess that's the same thing, uh, some people declaring. And I think we can turn the page to 2023 starting now. All right, that'll do it for us. Appreciate everyone for sticking by us tonight and the entire regular season. Thank you for all the calls. Thank you for all the tweets. Thank you for all the texts, all the interaction. And thank you to Legends Pub House and Venue for having us out. Thanks to uh, Trace for having Travis out there, even though he probably just basically said, "Hey, Trace, I'm going to be out there tonight." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's well, probably I, how it went. I own it, so I just had to talk to <laughs> yeah. myself about it. So. <laughs> a lot of hoops, a lot of hoops to get through to be a out there. Of hoops, Trace, a lot of paperwork, a lot of red tape. Yeah, no, it was awesome being out here at Legends Pub House and Venue here in Chickasha. Love you all. Um, it was fun, and I guess we'll do it again for a bowl game. 
it seems bad, but OU will play in a bowl game in the month of December. I think it's going to be after Christmas, probably the 28th or the 29th, so plan accordingly. But regardless of where it is and what day it's on, Travis and I will uh, will help you guide you through it after yes. whatever happens. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. That'll do it for us, for Travis and I want, Davidson. I'm Tyler McCoy. I want all oh, the OGs. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 go I, ahead. Go ahead. I want all the OGs to be with us at the bowl game, too. I want, yeah. I want Sean, I want Chris, I want Roger, I want all you dudes calling in and I'll hanging out with us at the bowl game, too. So appreciate you guys all season, especially me being my first season doing this. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate all of you. It's, it's, you picked a heck I'll, of a first year to do this. Man, man for the didn't I? Show. Hey, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still feeling that it was good to get in on the ground level. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling the long run vibes. But appreciate uh, everybody that interacts with us and tunes in. Yeah, be sure to check out Legends Pub House and Venue here in Chigashe. They've got some awesome concerts lined up. Saliva's been here in the past. Jason Young Band's been here in the past and so many others. Uh, get your tickets at Ticketstorm.com. All right, for Travis Davidson, I'm Tyler McComas signing off. Happy Sunday morning. We'll talk to you on Monday right here on The Ref. We're the homeless fans.